0: Get Heavy Podcast, hosted by Craig Casamas and
1: John Scheimer. Hey guys, on uh, today's podcast, uh, we had the privilege of interviewing someone that neither of us had ever met, uh, Alex, the Death Trader himself, uh, owner and proprietor of Death Trader Clothing. Uh, you can find him on Instagram. Um, they put out some pretty amazing, uh, amazing stuff. You'll see in the podcast. We talk a lot about his artwork. Um, a lot about punk rock, a lot about the origins of the company, uh, the inspiration on where he comes up with his imagery. Um, it's, it's pretty pretty wild stuff. Uh, it seems to push the envelope a little bit and, and kind of push the boundaries of what, you know, um, a punk rock brand could be, essentially. He's also the singer of uh, a band called Lotion. Um, and uh, Lotion is another band that's, you know, heavily punk rock, electronic, covers a lot of different aspects. It's pretty interesting music. Um, so you guys can check that out on your own time. It was a pleasure talking to him and uh, it was a pleasure meeting him. Um, and so we also uh, just a reminder, we have our masks for sale uh, and our t-shirts will be here hopefully within the next week. Uh, just some lag time on that. Uh, so go to uh get heavy for intro for the information there. And then also you can subscribe to our Patreon one dollar a month. Uh, there's multiple tiers, <clears throat> gets you different, different, different stuff. But one dollar a month basically gets you bonus episodes, um, early access to the episodes, and a bunch more information. So enjoy the episode. Thank you.
2: It's, uh, it's just that that mentality of like of like letting shit like that just fly. I miss it. Right. Personally. Oh, dude! I miss the chaos yeah. of uh, you know, I'm born and raised in the desert. So I miss like uh throwing caution into the wind, you know? Right. Well everything's a little bit of calculated risk, you know, or you don't want anyone to like die. I mean, it's not yeah, exactly. You don't want anyone to die. You don't want people flying off into the rocks and shit like right. that. You
1: know? But you know, it's, shit, you know, in order to really have fun, man, you gotta fucking you gotta break some eggs, right? <laughs> so, right.
2: Same thing
0: with like like gigs, you know, when you've got a ton of people squeezed into a basement that's like probably doesn't have enough fire exits and definitely is illegal, like that's where the best shit happens and like same thing yeah 99 yeah. Out of times it's all good anyway like occasionally you know fucked up shit happens but so that's kind of like the risk we all take to like get a little you know excitement in your life
1: oh yeah dude i mean there's been many many times where i've packed into a barn you know we i remember i we went and watched uh when tragedy first broke um you know it was the big news you know when that shit happened and uh they, had, they were supposed to play like, a really big, like, warehouse. You know what I mean? And it, it, it all fell through. The whole show fell through. So uh-huh. this fucking – this brave soldier of a child basically said, hey, I have this, like, weird shack in the back of my parents' house. They oh, can totally man. play in that. <laughs> and, dude, I got there, and there was 500 people in a literal 12-by-12, 12 12, like, space. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I'm saying, like, 50 people packed and – 500 in the house and in the streets and it was i mean i have never felt more like i mean it wasn't scary or anything but i was like holy shit man this yeah. is dangerous i mean the walls were bowing from the shack you could see it as they were playing yeah like,
2: hell yeah damn. i miss i miss danger i miss danger uh the most of it I miss anything so,
0: right
2: uh, now yeah shit. yeah, yeah. Like,
0: well, How is like how was it God. how
2: How are things in uh, New York City holding up? Uh, We talked with a friend of ours on here at the beginning of COVID, and he lives in Manhattan. Yeah. And he was just telling us about how everything's just pretty much on lockdown. That was five months ago, ago. Craig? What's it like now? Now
0: it's a little more open. like, lots of bars have, like, and, uh, you know, you can do, like – you know, a little bit of things, right. so we're able to like in the service industry, being able to do a little bit of work. And I think starting today, actually, they're doing like twenty five percent indoor seating on like bars and oh. restaurants. Wow! So like, it's been a little bit returned to normal ish like that.
2: We don't even have that out here. Out yeah. here, we're
0: back anytime soon. You know?
2: Yeah, yeah. We're not allowed to be inside pretty much with anything for anyone. Yeah.
1: Sure. yeah.
2: You know, fucking, like, the big stores are, are allowed to be open. You know, yeah. Know, a bit. I mean, even yeah.
0: personally, I'm fine with the outdoor seating. but even, like, there's nowhere I need to go inside so bad, I'm going to, like, you know, no. wait and get, no. like, 20%. It's just, it's uh, unnecessary. Well, that well, will change when, like the, when, I... when the
1: cold comes, though, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's Everyone's far. going really fucking pissed.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's going to be, you know, a, a bizarre scene when it does the cold hits and no one can really go out anywhere
2: and be warm. So everyone's gonna be at home going crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, uh, so you do death traders, death traders. Um, what would you describe death traders as? Like, do you you consider it a clothing line? Do you consider like, what do you, what do you consider it? Uh, because I feel like that a lot of these, like, you know, little companies that like you do and few other people do are kind of more like helping push like, you know, it's like, it's like the modern day, like movement pushers, you know what I mean? I mean kind of like putting, it is, putting uh, our it design a,
0: out there. Go ahead. It is an apparel and clothing line, but it's like, I guess the main difference is the, as opposed to like a lot of other brands that have got like a creative team and a, you know, whole crew of people doing shit. Like it's just me. So yeah. it's like, it's just the, the given name of the clothing and apparel and wearable
2: aspect of like my art. Right. Um, right so did, you know did uh, a how did how did it get started like how did you start or are did, did you go to school for design or anything like that or are you i mean like we're all punks and like i love punk shit and i have loved doing punk shit throughout life is this just like a punk shit that turned into this you know what i mean is it something like maybe you've kind of always done and then you found out an avenue of being able to give it to other people well i
0: my father uh is a is a painter he was a photographer when i grew up so i was always exposed to art even before getting into music so i kind of always had that background um and then as i got older you know punk was the thing for me that really like got me ex- really excited about just any sort of creative thing you know that i felt connected to on my own besides like liking going to museums and looking at shit and that was like that was the thing that really like talked to me so yeah. uh Pretty early on, you know, when I discovered like, you know, the fashion along with the music of punk, I, you know, decided like that was something I wanted to try is, you know, making clothes and, and t-shirts and graphics and stuff for, you know, shirts that weren't necessarily bands, but just my own label. Right. Um, what were those you know, early,
1: what were those early bands that you found? I mean, that really I'm, spoke to
0: you. I mean, stuff like, you know, Vivian Westwood and like literally Sex Pistols, like Sex Seditionary Shop. Um, you know, obviously, like all the classic bands, you know, like oh. Misfits, uh, Ramones, like you know, all the way to all the UK 82 stuff, like all that art in general influenced me. But I think the idea of like, you know, having a label or having a shirt brand that is something a punk would want to wear that wasn't a band shirt that also didn't just have a brand name stuck all over it or or whatever, you know, like making it kind of like those weird skull shirts you just buy on st mark's place or buying some like head shop or whatever that were branded it's like yeah this is just a badass shirt who knows like who made it you know and that was kind of like my guiding philosophy you know just making weird shirts that
1: you know whatever a little bit of digging a little bit of research to find you know like coming from that like zine culture that we came from or you know me and john at least you know back in the day it was like really had to dig, you know what I mean, in order to find a cool fucking something, you know, so yep. when I saw Scheimer showed me your stuff uh, a little while ago, you know, and I, I just thought, like, first of all, this is, like, some weird, this is, like, it's almost, like, Maoist military fucking, you know, punk rock, like, weird shit that, you know, there's, like, such weird militaristic, like, elements about it, and then also, you know, the, 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 you know, peace and all that, all that, it, it, it seems, like, crass and all that stuff, but I love the fact that it's not, you know, ridder, riddled with logos, you know what I mean? And, and stuff like that. Like, a, you know, where you see like a lot of these bigger, what, like lurking class and a lot, they do some cool stuff, you know, but it's, it is an actual brand now, you know what I mean? Right. Whereas I love that, it, like, you keep it totally like, you're like, it's like the element of the message or just the imagery and it just speaks, you know?
0: Right. It's like, you know, especially in terms of like branding and stuff, like I, because I'm just the only person making everything. The branding is in the style in itself. So I don't need to splash the fucking branding giant in there, you know? Exactly, and that's, yeah. you know, like sure. Sometimes like someone to look dope with like a giant Nike logo splash across them. But like, you know, a lot of times you just want to wear something cool. And like, you want to wear it. You don't want it to wear you. So unless it's like, you know, a band, you really want to rap or like something like that. Like I feel this is a giant mistake with like, so many brands and artists, even when the artwork is dope, is like, oh, this is a fucking sick sculpture or whatever, but then it says your fucking stupid brand name, Gino, right? Right, Like, you know, like, let the person wear the shirt, and like, you know, it should advertise on its own, like, if someone really, like, thinks it's dope, they can ask, or like, shit like that, you know?
1: Yeah, well, I think it's cool that, you know, breeding that culture, that you gotta you know, you gotta be brave enough to walk up and be like, dude, what it what is that? You know what I mean? Or you know, obviously you can find it on the internet, but you know, if you see someone walking to the street, like I've I got that skull shirt recently, you know what I mean? And I've had like three people be like, dude, what is that? And I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> you yeah. know? It's like, I mean, yeah, I could go into it, but I hey stranger yeah, on yeah. the road, like I just yeah. tell them the name and find it on Instagram, you know what I mean? Now it's on them, you know, like I love that. Right, or for, you know, people get so
0: obsessed with like branding and and uh you know getting your name out there and yada 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 and it's like my philosophy has always been like just make something really fucking dope and like if you're stoked on it and you think it's the like something Mm -hmm. rad like people want cool shit you know and they'll they'll seek it out and they'll find you but spend your time making that thing and making it awesome and honing your skills not like marketing or like you know and that kinda like and the, thing, lining. and the
2: thing is aging aging punks, which is like what I consider consider us. I don't know how old you necessarily are. I'm almost forty. Yeah, I'm thirty country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all like hitting that point. Like we want to wear cool shit that doesn't require us wearing like putting on like our battle armor, our punk battle right. armor. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like Holy I wanna God. wear like a t shirt that like I could buy um, and this is me being old that yeah. like that like i want to wear around the house you know what i mean like like you know like usually you know you're, you're not going to wear your vest laying around the house but like this right, kind exactly. of cool stuff like that you make and that i really did you know i mean my favorite thing is i i bought the power uh the uh, extreme violence red shorts yeah i bought those a long time a while back <clears throat> and i wear them everywhere I wear them everywhere. And everyone's always like, what's up with these shorts right here? And I'm like, dude, like, I never thought that I would ever be into shorts. Yeah. But literally, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, A lot of people
0: know. tell me this thing that, like, oh, these are the first shorts I've ever bought, you know? And that was kind of a, a cool little niche thing that I kind of discovered. I was like, yeah, like, there's no one making, like, cool shorts that, like, some, like, you know, rock or like, punk kid would want to wear when it's too fucking hot out to wear pants, you know? Like, right. Yeah. And I don't want to wear, like, cut-off denim, you know? That's not my vibe, you know? I'd rather wear just some weird, yeah, like, almost martial arts, like, boxing-inspired. Yeah, they are, they are, like a,
1: like, a fighting type of, you know what I mean? Right. It's almost like a boxer, like, type. Actually, mine came today. I was pretty stoked, actually. Hell, yeah.
0: But, yeah, that was a weird... That's a weird thing, like, yeah. maybe five, six into doing the brand, I had the idea to do it, and there wasn't really any you know, when I was doing anything similar and it wound up being probably, of everything, my most popular item, you know? Like, yeah. people, you know, always are asking about when's the new shorts coming out, like, and, yeah. uh, you know, that was just kind of a, a happy accident of something that's, like, been really cool, you know?
2: That's rad. Yeah, that's rad. Yeah, it's definitely like, it's... Shimer, we're losing um, you. Promotion company. we. Been
1: around. We, oh, shimer we're losing you.
0: Yeah.
2: He's first year. Oh, in the thirty-first year, and uh, we're He's gonna start num school. He, he,
1: he, I don't think we, they heard you. Did you hear him? I didn't. I didn't hear him.
0: No, no, you cut Are out. You losing me? Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm losing you. We're losing you. Oh. Um. Anyway, but he was saying that he he works for I'm Num up. School, which is a big promotion company. You know, it's it, all punk rock and. You know what I mean? They, have 30, what, 30 years? You said, John now? Oh, oh, well. Yeah, dude, he fucking quitter.
2: Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> switching, I'm switching Wi-Fis. Switching Wi-Fis.
1: Bad. Anyway, yeah. I'm switching wi I mean, it's, it's always like, I, I anyway, I dig the shit, man. That's, you know, that's what spawned me reaching out. You know what I mean? The Shimer's been telling me about it for a long time and I looked at it and, you know, I like the stuff and all that. And then, uh, I figured, fuck it, throw a shot in the dark, see what happens, you know what I mean? No, but
2: uh, what I was saying, though, is, like, we have this punk, we have this punk company, we have this punk promotion company. There's only a few of us that work there. We put on shows. It's very DIY, very fucking, like, we have, we get offered to be bought out all the time, like, Live Nation tries to buy us, all these things try to buy us. We're like, nope, fuck no. We've, I've always wanted to do, like, limited clothing stuff, and I'm gonna make shorts because you made shorts. And I was like, these are the greatest shorts ever. And we, we just need more punk shorts in the world. Hell yeah. You know, so I think yeah,
0: I've, I've got some homies. have got some like, yeah, crazy, like discharge and like sex pistols, like weird embroidered shorts that got from who knows where, but yeah. Doing some shit. There's there, yeah, yeah, a new yeah. slogan.
1: Make shorts punk again. You know I mean? There you
0: go. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's, you're going to need it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. So, so the real way that I discovered
2: your company though, is actually through your band. Mm -hmm. lotion um i don't know how i discovered it it must have been it must have been like on like some like someone might have shared it like from like from like spotify or something like that but i checked it out and it was like it was i mean like i did not even know what to do with it the first time i heard it i was like this is this is the most punk thing ever because i have no idea what the fuck is going on you know like, like like i feel like that's like what like you know, people back in the day would feel when they would hear punk for the first time, of just like, what the fuck is this? And you're like, I was like, oh my God, this is fucking amazing. Like, have you always been inspired of like that type of music? Has that always been like, like, how did you get into that kind of music? Is this your first band? Have you done bands before?
0: Um, so I've been in, you know, a handful of bands before this, nothing like, um, particularly of note, but you know, like, I was, you know, a hardcore, like, mohawked punk kid, like, as a teenager, and then, you know, getting older and just getting into all kinds of punk. You know, I got a lot into, you know, post-punk and then electronic and shit like that. So, uh, before the, this, before Lotion, I had a, um, kind of more like a, uh, synth pop, uh, kind of band, uh, and then when I met Ty, the guitarist, uh, you know, and I found out that he also was kind of into like electronic shit. We we're like, well, let's try some, you know, punk techno shit, and uh, it kind of just, you know, grew from there. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, you it's know, definitely, I it definitely like when I first heard it, I was like, it, I I feel an Atari Teenage Riot vibe. You know what I mean? There's, there's definitely like some punk rock shit going on here. You know, what I mean, it's kind of right. awesome
0: though. You know, like totally like ignorant to like, and still pretty much are like as far as like production and like using like you know logic and like you know all this other shit like we do everything ourselves but like mm-hmm. i think because like we're so amateurish it still kind of keeps that like ignorant punk ridiculousness that like is part of the charm of it you know mm-hmm. if we were like expert producers it probably would sound different
1: right 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 well no, it wouldn't be that... the same i mean you know it just wouldn't be the same because it's so raw and gnarly you know what i mean it has like a just and everything's like a raw frequency and a nasty fucking sound to it. You know what I mean? It's
0: Yeah. And it's just, it's so fun. And like, I think one of the reasons we've been able to like, you know, do so well and continue to be a band and continue to be so creative is because it's so fun. And like, every time we do it, it's just like, well, what the hell can we like figure out or mess with or discover now? You know, it's always just like, really. It's it's like, like, um,
2: is, is it like every show? Like, I mean, like the songs probably changed. Like, Every show, because you're able to kind of do that in that realm, I would think. Like, yeah, got, like, yeah, go ahead.
0: Our drummer's got uh, live tr- triggers on like the snare and the kick drum, and then he's got a sampler pad also. So he's been able for every song, he can, you know, sample and trigger all the fucking electronics we do and kind of just, yeah, <laughs> shit.
2: that's awesome. Do you, do you, do you, uh, one of those bands that kind of like when you guys play because uh, like i tour with bands that's another thing i do for like in the real world for a living mm-hmm. um <laughs> i mean i would imagine like if you were to go on tour with the band uh in 2020 there's not much that sounds like that but like i just picture like going like you going places and playing and people just going like holy shit that was awesome you know what I mean? Like, do you get a lot of a lot of that? Because it's it's on that cusp. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where I feel like it's just ahead of its time. I mean, and we definitely, you know, I've
0: been flattered to hear a lot of people, yeah, like, come up to me after sets and be like, you know, I heard the record and liked it, or I heard you guys were cool, and like, that was like, ne- you know, insane, and next level or whatever. Yeah. Particularly uh, when we played, like, the West Coast for the first time, uh, you know, there were fucking teenagers there, like, like, lotion patches, like, going crazy and shit, and, like, yeah. you yeah. know, that's the exciting thing, is to see, like, younger kids, like, stoked and shit, but, uh... Yeah.
1: Well, and it's crazy we were- with the younger kids, too, because they, they're, you know, we've talked about this a bunch, you know, genres are fucking dead. It's done. You right. know what I mean? So, you have the ability to capture the same kids that are listening to, like, that ghost main band, or horror, and all these, right. like, weird hip-hop elements weaved in, you know what I mean? So... It's a, have it, been tripping out realizing like how out of touch I am, you know what I mean? It, Shimer usually kind of lets me know what's going on, but when I see bands like that, you're like they're like, dude, this is the new punk. I mean this is the music Absolutely. that no one understands, no one fucking gets it except for the kids, and they get it, and it doesn't matter if you do because you're fucking old. <laughs> you yeah. know what I, mean? like, I listen
0: punk, particularly hardcore punk and the stuff that we grew up like with, there's a tribalness to it, and there's like mm. the specific you know thing that goes along with that that like we understand you know as like you know punks right but the problem is that it gets so obsessed with its own history and gets so scared of all the other shit that it kind of at some point like becomes redundant you know and it's like i love fucking ripping db and all the other shit but like at some point that's just like oldies you know if you can't like update
2: you want to you want to move forward yeah. you want right. to keep like you don't you know like you don't ever want to be like oh well music hasn't been good for like 10 years right that's your fault you it's know? like music is yeah, always yeah. good music is always happening and there's always going to be a thing you're you're just not keeping up on it you're too- and like let's
0: got into like you know real punk bands because like i saw rancid on mtv and i looked at their like subhumans and casualty stickers and like you know discovered like the world of punk and shit yeah and i think like it's and and the, and when i was a kid in the 90s punk was fucking gigantic because of rancid because of green day there was like a trickle down effect where like there were crusties and fucking raw punks and like real punks everywhere and i think it's like if you want like this tradition to continue there needs to be like real bands that are like hitting teens that are hitting you know bigger audiences that still are going to wear like doom shirts and fucking, you know, blitz patches or whatever and like keep these like underground, you know, things alive yeah. otherwise becomes so niche it's just like cosplay.
2: It becomes a it becomes <laughs> a parody cosplay. of itself. That's I mean, totally it, it true. Is. <laughs> punk is cosplay. Yeah. 90s punk is co- I mean it's true though. It yeah. is true. Yeah. Because it's like you you know the you're just like I said the the, the kids will always know and right. The, the thing the thing to realize is that the kids will always stay the same age. You're just getting older. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know and I think yeah.
0: with the internet and like globalization, like this idea of like genres becomes it's gone. Almost, you know? And it's some kids might be playing electro hip hop punk noise and maybe they know all the cool bands, maybe they don't know anything and they're just vibing but like mm-hmm. there's always going to be something that like we don't get that like the next generation is doing
2: and that's okay
0: yeah exactly that's the way it should be
2: you know but, i want to i want to not understand i want there to be a thing of like oh shit like okay the flag has been taken mm-hmm. the torch has been passed
1: it may not be going in the direction i thought but fucking so what neither did punk you know what i mean i mean well, I, think, I think when fun. you're a,
2: when you're when you're a kid when you're a kid, though, and, like, a kid punk, all you think about is what's happening right now is going to happen forever. Oh, yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And then three years go by. Three years go by, and you're like, fuck. Everyone's playing. <laughs> yeah. you know, I think that the
0: music we make, you know, is, like, exciting for me because we're, like, using these different elements, and I think hopefully it resonates with, you know, people of different genres and ages and shit but even still like there's bands i've heard that are on tiktok that are like combining like 50 different elements you know that are just like you know make us look fucking traditional or like you know yeah yeah yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's great i've been telling my you know my my daughter i have two i have two i have three kids shimer has three kids or two kids it's uh, not anyway but um uh my kid, I you know, I'm constantly shocked at, like, the music that they listen to on YouTube, like, and you're like, dude, okay, this sounds like, it sounds like Nirvana, and it sounds like Heart, and it also sounds like a terrible YouTube yeah. song, and it also fucking sounds, and you're like, at the same time, and then it has five billion views, and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm an idiot, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you're like, what the fuck? And then I caught my daughter... I walked in and she's listening to Duran Duran yesterday. I'm like, what? when did that happen? You know what I mean? You can never
0: tell, like, what it is. I mean, it's so funny, like, with punk so much, it was supposed to be, like, kill rock stars or whatever, but, like, it wound up being, like, you know, ex- worshiping our own rock stars. Yeah. And then, like, the first generation, it's, like, people are, like, who the fuck, yeah, who the fuck is Kurt Cobain? Like, who yeah. the fuck is Nirvana? I don't know. I found this, like, weird 80s song or, like, I like yeah. this family.
1: Well, like whatever. That's weird, man. It's it's a trip. I I just I love it, you know. And I we got friends. I don't know what the. I mean, I'm sure there's all pockets out there, but you know, I mean, traditionally, Oxnard Ventura has a very extensive punk rock history with Nardcore and all that, and we're very synced in with what's you know what I mean. We're very good friends with all these people, and we've been playing music together. You know what I mean? That's where we're from. We're from Ventura and Oxnard, or well, Scheimer is from the desert as well too. Yeah. um, Anyway. But, you know, it, you see a lot of pushback for shit like that here because they just don't get it. And they, it's not their job to get it or whatever. But, you know, the, the shows are starting to come back. Like after, um, I always say that Trump, you know, bad politics makes good music, you know. So shows are starting to be massive. And you were starting to yeah. see hundreds of kids at 15, 16 years old coming out to punk rock shows again. You know what I mean? And all that stuff. But, it, I mean, is it, but then you see punkers surprised by it and they don't know what's going on in the world. You know, but is there a vibe of, like, people that believe the same shit as you out there? Or is it very still, like, New York fucking hardcore, that's it?
0: No, I mean, you know, New York is so big and diverse that, like, I can't even speak to, like, what else is going on. But, like, as far as, like, what I do, like, you know, that was kind of, like, what reinvigorated me. Like, moved to New York and was kind of, like, you know, early 2000s. There wasn't much, like, you know cool shit happening it was like the, you know, the fallout of like the street punk 90s. And then all of a sudden these kids that were like a couple of years younger than me started bands like Crazy Spirit and Dawn of Humans and Perdition. And I was like, oh my God, this is like the coolest modern music I've ever heard. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, you know, became, you know, friends quickly. And then, you know, just that whole toxic state scene kind of, you know, I think we all kind of came up together, you know, yeah. them using, me like visually and you know starting lotion a little bit uh later than doing the artwork and stuff but uh yeah I mean I feel there's both that you know immediate community of like my peers that are like all on the same page and then you know getting older and seeing the younger you know groups come in and now there's like a younger group of like you know crustier like queer anarchist kids that are just like super awesome and like engaged in politics and like doing shit. And like, you know, we all get along well. And there's like even younger Gen Z kids that are into like gabber, techno, hardcore, whatever that like, yeah you yeah, know, about, but, like they seem dope and like, you know, hopefully like, you know, you can like get to know each other.
2: Yeah. It's like, it's like now, now you could go to a show, <laughs> you could go to a show and see someone see a band and you, you've heard this band you're like oh it's gonna be the craziest thing ever and it's it's like watching a hardcore version of suicide where it's just yeah. two people up on stage and it's like and you're like holy shit where is all this noise coming from and these people are fucking going bonkers and they're making everybody including myself uncomfortable yeah yes you know what i mean like that's what i was yeah. like i'm like yo make me uncomfortable like the
0: think- it's just nice like getting to the point where like you know you're not so like oh like i like D beat or i like crust yeah. or i like you know hardcore or whatever it's just like i don't know i like it all like if your band's cool or weird like i'm open for it like yeah let's get it let's make it weird or like let's whatever yeah That's exactly i think like you know anyone that, unless you're so like self-conscious about yourself as a punk or something you're just like be cool be open we all like everything from like ABBA to motorhead to fucking disco to hip hop and whatever. Like, you know, it's all
2: like, there's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with liking it. I was, uh, I I was on tour like a year and a half ago and I I made it to Philly and I had a day off there. And my favorite night of that tour was we went to this, this gay disco and they had an ABBA night. And (laughs) I mean, I danced, I danced for hours on end and it was amazing. No I mean, it's more, more like a punk that only likes punk, you know? Like oh god. It's
0: like it's so much like you know, we all obviously like have a very special place in our heart for it, but like there's just so much more to music oh, and yeah. like you know It's like art. meeting
1: the same it's like meeting an all-in democrat or an all-in republican. You're like, "Oh, okay." Well, it Good was for funny. you, dumb dumb. I hung out I hung out with the I hung out with
2: an old friend this weekend. And they have like uh, they have Volkswagen buses and stuff like that. And I jumped in the car with them to like go for a cruise up the coast. And they're like, "Oh, John, you DJ, you know, you're the music guy." And I'm like, "Okay." I'm like, "What's everyone been listening to lately?" I'm like, "What are you guys all listening to right now?" You know, these are all old friends from back in the day, and they're like, pretty much just like '90s punk. And I'm just like. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do with the, like, you know what I mean? Like, I want to take people on journeys when they say like, because like I'm constantly yeah. looking for music.
1: You know, like I as want soon as a lotion shit. song comes on, they're gonna be like, oh, uh, yeah, um, uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I've
0: Ever the other guys in my band, which all three of them are like an encyclopedia of music. Like, you know, on, on I would say on most genres, like would outshine me in like knowledge of everything uh and like but still if like you know either of them are controlling like the like radio it's either going to be like blink 182 or like a <laughs> disco or like maybe new metal or like you know weird pop like britney's you know like taylor swift or like yeah, James pop like you know <laughs> people like weird
1: shit. yeah for yeah. a long time we came out to uh my old band came out to an mia song <laughs> Hell every yeah. single time dude <laughs> like for years we did that you know or whatever it was, you know we've always we we grew up like the my old band we all we all worked in the same record store together so it was like and then shimer too has always been just a piece yeah. of you know, audio file you know, shimer was with us you know 90 percent of the time when we tour and play but uh yeah it was always like dude what can you find that just fucking hits the hits the mood at that point you know what i mean and for us my, it's a uh, song coming out you know
0: the drummer of my band is also, like, a lifelong, like, record store guy. And, like, this, the amount of, like, musical knowledge that, like, yeah, like, people who work in record stores acquire is, like,
1: insane. Yeah. yeah. yeah cool. Used to. Now, now it's not. It's not at all. You know what I mean? Now they Google. I went in the other day and asked about something, and they were like, oh, uh, let me Google it. I'm like, you dickhead. <laughs> you're a fucking <laughs> failure. We should burn this place to the ground. ends. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, some guy uh, tried to trip me up with a traveling Wheelberries question, and I was like, "It's a traveling Wheelberries, dude." And he's like, "How'd you know that?" I'm like, "Cause fuck off, cause fuck off." Yeah, like, yeah. You know I mean? yeah jeeps. How dare you, Yo, sir?
2: Don't fucking do that shit to me. Don't do that shit <laughs> to me. So, um, uh, uh, you guys recently played a show with uh, Strike Anywhere. Yeah, in Jersey. How how was that? Um, Strike Anywhere, dear dear friends of mine. Um, I've traveled with them. I've toured with them. Um, Me and Eric were totally dorking out about Lotion playing with Strike Anywhere. I was with them on that tour in December. Oh, Um, shit! I was like, and I was like, dude, you got Lotion coming? I'm like, I'm going to fly out just for that (laughs) fucking show. You know what I mean? Like, I was like almost, I was almost there, but then life was not having it. But
0: uh, it was was interesting because, yeah, they had... asked us to play, and it actually has to do a couple shows, which we couldn't do for scheduling. We did the one show, and, like, I mean, I remember going to see Strike Anywhere when I was, like, 15 years old, you know? So, like, that was, like, pretty, like, you know, it was huge, like, you know, flattering for me to, like, have them, like, we like, into your band come play? Um, but the venue was big, and right. I will say, like, I, you know, I think that the average uh, Strike Anywhere fan is it's not...
1: Like, what the fuck? Yeah, same like, guys in in a VW bus traveling up the coast. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: definitely, from my perspective, it felt like a little bit of like crickets, you know, at the end of right. the set. Yeah, that's bit. fine like, though.
1: That's good though. <laughs> right. But,
0: uh, there's a couple people that were super stoked, you know. and a couple like, you know, see some Instagram tags of like, I just saw this crazy band. What the fuck? Like, so yeah, that was cool. Yeah.
2: yeah. And right. that
0: was like,
2: we. Uh, I don't think we won them over per se. Well, right, right, right do you guys do you guys find that like like lotion because lotion is a very unique band there's not really like you know i would say it's one of those genres where there's just so many band like there's a couple bands in big cities you know what i mean like there's not really like a scene of that where it's like oh you could go to like three different noise shows in a week you know what i mean like do you, like, do you guys find that you guys are playing lots of shows like that where the bands are just completely different from you guys? And
1: Yeah. I'm sure you guys got to be the odd man out most of the time,
0: right? Yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of times, like, the, the connection is more, like, yeah. personal. You know, especially in New York, it's like we're playing with our friends' yeah. bands, not necessarily bands that like us. But, like, as long as, like, if we're headlining and, like, people are coming out to see us, then, like, people know what's coming and, like, it goes great. But, like, a handful of times when, like, we've been the opener to see something else. Like
1: usually it's like, you know, a little bit
0: confusing for people or whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know what though? I find like, I used to find, because my old band was kind of in the middle of a lot of different genres. And I used to find pretty, pretty good solace being like that weird act that like doesn't fit. I used to love it, dude. It was a challenge. You'd want to perform and they'll, you know, you'd pull that shit off and they'll never fucking forget you. You know what I mean? Whether they didn't like it or liked it, you know what I mean?
0: like, you know, especially, like, most, like, modern, like, punk festivals we're playing, like, we're friends with half the bands playing there, you know, we're not, right. like, even if we're musically a little bit off, like, everyone, you know, we're playing for friends and stuff, so, like, that's not usually much of an issue, you know, I think in our early days, uh, there was definitely a bit of, like, you know, people confused the first 10 minutes and then, like, getting one over, Yeah, yeah you know, uh, yeah. but now, yeah, thankfully, like, even though we're, like, yeah, definitely, like, the more like auto, you know band out like for the most part it's been it's been chill you know but it's just like yeah something like sh- like strike anywhere where it's like obviously like you could appreciate both bands easily right. they're core, the core fan of a uh, base of like melodic mm-hmm. hardcore mm-hmm.
2: isn't necessarily like you know looking at yeah. like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Military. they're going, they're, going, they're like trying to count it and shit like that just yeah. going like, what the fuck is going on
0: i or, like you know like kind of like half seriously like <laughs> tried like you know pitching to tour with like you know uh or like ministry or shit like that you know
2: like i okay i was actually telling craig this so like i have uh, i have weird circles of friends let's just say that um i actually showed your shit to al jorgensen at a party at a, a fr- my friend's house when oh, I, no. I was like Al, i was like ow you need to check out this fucking band and we put it on and like you know i was just like trying to just get him to like i just wanted to like show him something because i was like oh my yeah. god this fucking is like so amazing and it made me think mm. of it And i was like i can't wait to show him this and i showed it to him and he dug it oh <laughs> yeah he was like he was like he was like i just remember him looking at me and going approved. And I was just like I was like, Fuck, yeah, I was like, I just showed Al Jorgensen something, you know what I mean, like, and uh, but yeah dude, like it's it's cool man i like I like different, and I appreciate different, so they yeah, it's fun, you know, like there's nothing more exciting than like listening to some music, and all of a
0: sudden you're like surprised or shocked or whatever, like you mm-hmm. know any genre, you know, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, um uh how long have you guys been a band for? How long's has Lotion been a band for?
0: Um, I think we put the first tape out like 2013-ish. Okay. Um, so it started off just being a bedroom project with the guitarist and I. And then after the first demo, we enlisted our friends, uh, Corey, who's to play in the band Lost Tribe from Richmond. Okay. Yeah. He had just moved up to New York, so we enlisted him for uh, bass. And he's been with us ever since. And then, initially, we had Emil, who played in uh, Dawn of Humans. Uh, he played drums for us for a minute. And then, once he got a little too busy with other stuff, uh, we've had Ryan from Warthog, who's been with us for the past three, four years, at least.
1: Okay. Fucking hardcore. You guys are veterans, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Five years under your belt. You're vested now. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's been pretty amazing, you know? I haven't really, like, been pretty surprised that it's been able to, like, last this long. But... I've just never been in a band full of just people that like it's easy, you know. Right,
1: like, right. It's band, important. It's important, dude. When you get into a band that's easy to operate in, you know what I mean? It's uh, you know I've been in a couple bands where it's like you got members that are just nightmares. Like, yeah, it's the, the obviously the
0: is important, and the musician and the writing is an element. But so is like the personality and how do you get along and what's everyone's attitude and shit. It's
1: you know? 90% of it. I think, Yeah, you know what I mean? It's that, it, that goes towards the longevity for sure. You know,
2: what'd you do? What'd you do? Did you spill something? I saw you like give a fuck look over to your left. Oh no. I was just looking to see if I had any more joint stuff or to roll a fresh one. <laughs> oh, you're like, all right, all right, word, word, word. <laughs> it up i feel that actually i'm gonna go get my bong actually i just switched rooms because my roommates came home
0: at one point but uh, i feel you know pretty fucking blessed in that like you know having so many friends and bands and hearing all their crazy stories about getting in fights or people just being ridiculous on tour and you know certainly we all have our moments but for the most part you know i've been you know to to japan to europe to you know mexico west coast canada like all over with these guys and like it's all just fucking, you know, good times and, and pretty yeah. pretty easy.
1: Now I wanted to ask, like when you start to design something, uh, you know, like for whether it's death traders or just for, you know, whatever for art, like, does it start with drawing? Does it start with computer? Or is it I mean, how do how do you usually approach because I've seen like a lot of obviously there's a lot of Japanese writing and stuff in there. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. I mean do you do you pull Is there an image you pull from that you think is a cool layout or something? Or how do you approach stuff like that? The process is always
0: kind of different depending on like, you know, what it is and what's in my head. But a lot of times, you know, I'll, I'll be, I'll mock something up, you know, on the computer with my reference, either sketches or drawings or whatever. And then, you know, I'll kind of grid it out and do a sketch and then maybe scan that sketch and lay out some type over it. So there's a lot of, back and forth between drawing and then digital, you know, editing if I need to, but at this point, unless the image is, like, purely created on the computer, I try to, like, have a fine, I try not to, like, have a corrected digital piece, like, the, you know, finish sure. drawing and that or whatever.
1: But where does it start? I mean, what is it, like, what is it about your aesthetic style? Like, what, what grabs your attention in order for you to create, you know what I mean? I mean, sometimes it's just like pulling
0: it out of the ether, you know, or mm-hmm. a lot of it's you know doodling is so important,
1: you know. Yeah, like, you draw a lot to sketch.
0: Yeah, let let your mind go, like mm-hmm. you know, in there's that, or there's like, you know, I have a, I'm always look looking and ingesting all the time, you know, like at any point, like either if I'm like, you know, looking shit online or walking around and I take a photo of something, like I'm always taking visual logs of things that excite me. Yeah. So you know, sometimes, you know, inspiration comes from just clicking file shit and be like, oh, I love like the way this, you know, arrow goes through this head. Like, let me, you know, be influenced by that basic layout Mm -hmm. or design from that. Or sometimes the concept is more about like a topic, like, oh, I want to do something about like COVID or like the virus or, you know, something Mm like that and think about ways to do that. But yeah, it's like can always be uh, like kind of from a bunch of different parts of the brain really about where both the the concept comes from and even how it gets developed because sometimes I've got it in my head and it's just like getting it out there and sometimes I've got a real loose idea and I'm kind of pushing it around until something happens and sometimes it winds up being even different than what I thought or what it's yeah
1: yeah I mean that's so that's cool man because I, I mean that's kind of how I I'm not a visual artist whatsoever I can't draw to save my life but you know when i write riffs dude i i literally i have to sit down and i go into a trance and i just write and i record and then eventually maybe i'll get back to it or something will spark it right. and something pushes that along you know what i mean and i've had to i've had to beat songs out of myself and i've had them just right. literally in the middle of the night you wake up you're like fuck dude you know what I mean? like, yeah. i'll run out of bed and grab a guitar <laughs> and my wife's like you gotta be shitting me i'm like calm down yeah. hold on everybody you know but even, like, to use, like, like
0: riff writing as, like, a metaphor, like, sometimes it comes from hours of jamming, mm-hmm. sometimes you're humming to yourself, and you just gotta, mm-hmm. like, get it mm-hmm. out there, and sometimes you're listening to something, and you're like, whoa, that fucking, that mm-hmm. shook me, let me, I wanna take that thing and mm-hmm. rework it to make it my own, using the mm-hmm. same principles that make that sick, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I've, think,
1: been, I've been secretly ripping off I Hate God Riffs my whole entire career, so it's like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's well, you know, there's that one quote from whoever the fuck said it, like, you know, good art, good artists borrow, great artists steal. Right, and and Donald think, Trump. Donald
1: Trump said that. That's
0: good. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not actually stealing. I think what that really means is that you can take some thing that moves you, be able to process it through yourself, still use that principle oh, yeah. of what excites you, but make it your own. Yeah. And you're not even like, and, and at the end of the day, the people. People don't even know yeah. that you're doing oh, that. Yeah. that's just what human creativity is. That's the difference. Is.
1: If you're good at it. If you're good at it, people don't know. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. If you're bad at it, you're you're the fucking rip-off Banksy artist. Right. Or you're the right. You know exactly. what I mean? or whatever, they're you know.
0: But they're bad, you know, and that's like, you know, the same way like how like think look about think about how much like amoebics took from Killing Joke, you know, those right. drums, guitars. But they just took this like, you know weird part that like if you know you can clearly hear but they made it their own so much that mm-hmm. you can't say they're a, a killing joke rip up band rip yeah. off band amoebics, you know like yeah you know you shit. Like, the like wait that's fucking Ramones, you know Joey Ramone wanted to be like the Beatles or like doop and shit like that's that. Right.
1: But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Now do you actually put out music as well or do you um or is it just the your own music and, and the uh clothing and stuff?
0: Uh, Yeah, I I used to have a small, like, label distro I did, like, when I first started out, but at this point, I just, like, don't have, you know, time to do it. That just sounds,
2: sounds, uh, like, a lot. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and that's, like, you know, other people I know that have a passion is, like,
2: doing that, that's, like, Let someone else do it better. You do it. (laughs) I'll do this. You do that. Yeah,
0: Yeah, Yeah. so it's, like, I've self-released, like, some of the lotion stuff and some other music projects I've done, but uh, for the most part, like, Lotion puts everything out on toxic state records. Um, and, uh, you know, there's like some other labels that like we work with, but then, yeah, because I already have the website set up, I do distro like some music shit that either I or friends make.
2: Cool. Cool. So, um, one thing that I wanted to talk about was, uh, your, uh, your dedication to charity and that is very punk. I mean, like, you know, that's, it's a very punk thing. You know what I mean? Like, uh, is it a point? Uh, I mean, is it a point to do, do? Do you do like, do you just do certain releases where you dedicate to charity? Or what, like, how do you pick what you uh, donate to? Is it stuff you're, you're close to, stuff you care about? Yeah, I mean, just, I you know, particularly
0: since like the branding is so much based on like political awareness and all this other shit, it's like, I want to put my money where my mouth is and actually right. like give back, you know? Not to mention like, particularly in like these times and everything, it's like, you know, I think there's a duty on every, you know, middle-class, like white person to kind of, you know, set aside some amount of their income to give back to things that are important, you know? Um, so yeah, I kind of, you know, just basic. What I've been doing now is I've been taking older stuff that people have been asking to re-release, stuff that I usually wouldn't, you know, do. So I'll do a one-time re-release. I'll give like, you know, a portion of the, you know, uh, proceeds to, like, something that's, like, you know, important, and that way, like, everybody
2: wins, you know? Right, right. Uh, what are a few of the things that you've uh, donated to up to this point? Um, you, if, you know, if you want to started, talk about it, or if you want to just say, hey, I've donated to what I want to fucking donate. Uh, we've done Bronx bailout. We've
0: done COVID bailout. Uh, we've done Rethink Food. You know, I, I like to do uh, mostly stuff centered around, you know, restorative justice and, like, homelessness and... Yeah shit like that, you know, but, uh, I think, you know, the actual, obviously there's like a a ton of great shit out there that, uh, you know, you can hit, but I think it's, you know, most importantly, it's like, if you can afford to like, you know, give back some way consistently, then like, that's, you know, something that like, I think you should like kind of build into your business model or whatever. Well, it's important
1: uh, to, um, find something that you know the money's going to be used correctly. You know what I mean? So that's, I find that a lot of like the smaller, you know what I mean? Charities that are you know really locally, you know what I mean, are going to be better. You know what I mean? Essentially, you know, as long as you yeah. can't find something. For, you know, for sure, there's like all these like
0: I mean, I think what I think? Even like Red Cross is like a scam now, or like, oh, dude, other it's, other like it's like
1: it's like one percent of the fucking money that gets sent. You know what I mean? Right. You know.
0: Yeah, I think if you can put the you know, right, right, or no, uh, I know one that
1: I could be completely wrong on that. By the way, guys. No, but <laughs> on the
0: one percent part, bigger <laughs> of the bigger organization, the like sketchier it is. Yeah, um, we'll mean, one you for,
1: see it,
0: yeah. Right, there's one called Glitz that we gave to, which is just, like, giving like a, was like a community, you know, gay, lesbian, and transgender, like, house for, like, you know, people of color, like, locally, we were they able to, like, buy a fucking house in in Brooklyn to have, like, a safe space for, like, you know, kids and shit like that, like. Yeah, yeah I think, mm-hmm. like, particularly, like, you have smaller community stuff you can give to, you can actually, like, see that,
2: you know. And the thing get, is, like, like people, yeah. like, like, don't, like, we need people to donate to these things. You know what I mean? These things aren't going to exist without donations. So commendable, commendable yeah. of you. You know,
0: yeah, you, you, even, you, even oh. with the issue of like, oh, should I even be posting about this? Is this just like somehow like doing some like branding off of shit, but like, right. and someone could, you know, usually have that perspective. But for me, it's like a, like, you know, I want to post my receipt to be transparent. If I say I'm going to like give to something that will like, be able, able to prove it. And also like, I don't know, like, if if I'm a brand that people think is cool, I want to make this cool. You know, like I want. I think this should be like the standard for like every like business that can like afford it to like you know do some sort of thing. And it's like shit. It's no sweat off me. Like I'm just like doing some extra project I wouldn't have done. And like you know, yeah, pay me forward or what? Or
2: well, it's cool to think that like people people in the future would be like, you know what? Like what do I want to donate to? Oh, do you know what? i saw death trader i remember death traders donated to some shit let me go look on their thing and they'll donate you know what i mean and then that's that's on you you know what i mean like because you put it out there it's like you said it's making it cool to want to donate and help out and it's yeah it's also very punk which is how we all roll you know
1: yeah hell yeah High tide, raise all ships, you know what I mean? Everyone's – how do you deal with – um? how do you feel about, like, the extreme PC culture that's going on, like, right now? Do you have a problem with any of that? I mean, obviously, we're, we're all pro-lesbian, gay, trans, all you know, not fucking anti-racist, all that stuff. Those things are basic. But how do you deal with, like, how is the PC culture in New York? Does it get a little much or – you know, because you see what happens here in L.A. and stuff, and it's, you know, they're all – everyone's, you know, trying their best, you know, but then behind doors, you see what's really going on. You're like, oh, I don't know.
0: I think I had more of a problem with that being a little bit younger because, you know, I think there's an inherent classism that comes with being, like, accusatory, you know, PC, because, like, you know, listen, like, when when I grew up, I wouldn't say that things were, like, particularly fucked up, but, like, compared to now, like, people were definitely, like, sexist and homophobic and, like, oh, yeah. okay, racist. fuck, you know, and, like, a lot of people, you know, including myself that like, you know, you just have to grow. Like, you know, I used to drop the F bomb when I was a kid, like it was nothing. And then at some point I was, you know what, like, this is only hurting people that I don't want to hurt. Like, this isn't, you know, it's only offending people I don't want to offend. Like, um, and I think that, uh, that kind of, you know, the unproductive part of PC, at least in New York, that I was exposed to those people kind of matured as well where we all came to, like, this, like, middle ground where it's, like, yes, like, the the street punks were dickheads and, yes, the PC punks were, like, overly... A little you know,
1: yeah.
0: Like, overly policing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, I, uh, at this point, thankfully, I'm at a point where, you know, I don't, I don't feel like, you know, particularly, like, uh, under the gun or stressed about that, but I think also... People would people would view me, I think, more on the side of PC than not. You know, right. not in the sense like I'm like out calling out anyone or anything, but like you know, I respect people's pronouns and you yeah. know, all that yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or even you know, particularly like so. Uh, I had I don't know if you saw the post I made about the Japanese characters.
2: Actually, yeah, yeah. That, this was something um, that I was, I was this was actually something I was I was gonna bring up to you, um, and this so, kind of ties in with
0: this. In, that I regret not explaining during that is that this wasn't some like random person that like emailed me some PC warrior or something that like said they were going to like boycott me or whatever, or call me out. This was an old friend of mine of Asian descent who like texted me. It was like, Hey bro, like just wanted to like, say like, I feel like you've been like appropriating Asian, you know, characters for a minute. And I've been, felt a little weird about it and then particularly with this last rolling papers box that's, like, using black and uh, red and gold Chinese New Year's colors, this, like, seems to be a little bit too far for me. And I was like, you know what? Like, you know, or I said, like, do you think so? Like, you know, I've, you know, changed it. I make my own letters out of it, inspired by that. But, like, you know, I want to, like, not try and, like, fucking appropriate in a fucked up way anything. Like, let's talk about it. And we had a conversation, you know, yeah. and he listened, like, I understand it comes from respect, but like, from my perspective, there's a real history of white artists capitalizing on non-white artists art, as, and while they're still, you know, second-class citizens or having their own issues getting their art recognized. And I just think that you've, you know, in my opinion, it's like time to move on. And I was like, you know
1: what? I hear you.
0: It's not a problem for me to like switch it up.
1: Mm-hmm. You know now, what was the thing with the colors though? Was that the biggest part? Well, because it's the, it's the Chinese New Year's,
0: so it was kind of this unfortunate accident where yeah. I had already done the rolling papers in black and gold, and mm-hmm. then I wanted to switch up the colors, so I did red and gold. Just that looks cool, but right. red and gold is the traditional colors of Chinese New Year's, so that combined with the kind of Chinese Japanese style lettering, I again, mean,
2: like. Basically, what his friend was basically saying was, "You're basically putting out something that looks like a Chinese product, and you're not Chinese." You know what I mean? Yeah. You're a white guy. You're a white guy putting out a Chinese product, and I understand. I understand. Uh, I understand what he's saying. I don't necessarily agree with a hundred percent of things. You know what I mean? But I don't necessarily have to agree with it to understand it. To
0: after I did that, of all the, ignoring all the shit white people had to say, yeah. of all Asian, Asian American, Asian people of Asian descent, people that hit me up, I would say 75 to 80% of them said they either saw no issue with it, or they yeah. thought it was cool, or they could see it was a part of influence or whatever. Yeah. And that was this, uh, you know, 25 to 30% amount of people that were like, hey, you know what, I always felt a little bit uncomfortable about this. And I really appreciate you like saying something. Yeah. For me, it's like, all right, I don't feel bad about doing it because clearly it wasn't overwhelmingly thought as fucked up. But if there's a segment of people that are bombed on it, I'm happy right. to switch. Up, you know, right? And no like, loss
1: to you. It's not going to kill right. your bank account, right? Yeah. It's
0: not going to kill That's anything, an you know? Artist, I'm a designer. It's my job to solve problems. Like, yeah. So that being said, I have a new letter set that I'm working on, or I worked on, I've already, I've got product coming out with it. That's the same concept of sigils. So, you know, taking a word, taking the English word, taking the letters, making a a character out of it. And for that, I wasn't looking at Japanese or any Asian or any other real language. I was looking at like magic symbols and then just like my own creativity. So whatever that, if someone wants to come and say, oh, that looks like, language or whatever, then I will defend it and be like, no, like everything looks like something. This came from my brain. Yeah. I'm not appropriate everything, and this is where I will draw the line as far as like, you know, yeah. what's okay, like, not okay to use. Well, because it's
2: like, a, it, it's 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 that fine line of appropriating and respecting and honoring. You know what I mean? Like, uh, not as like honoring, like, but like respecting. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what I feel you were doing. You were like. This is cool. There's no ill intent to it. But for sure. But, but it, even it, but
0: even still probably, yeah. like, you know, regardless of the intent, like there is it still came across, across like this, yeah. Of this happening, you know? And as someone that, you know, tries to be aware of that and also is like branding myself as like the brand of like anarchism and like empathy and all this, then like I better be true to my word, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And Again, like, you know, the only people that were negative about it were the weird, like, trolls that were like, oh, you gave in to the PC warriors. Right. Like, no, Fuck those people. No, man. Like, I took a challenge to be the most empathetic I could be, to be the most, like, understanding yeah. I could be of people's concerns. And it's another just, like, thing that's no skin off my neck to, like.
1: Right. And it's from, from it. it's from a friend. It's from a friend. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah I get that. And, people, it, you know, and, and I'm, generally, of- I'm generally a guy that's like, ah, fuck you. Like, I don't fuck. who's got time for that? I'm not, you know me, my intentions, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm not unreasonable, but I am the guy that's like, ah, you know what? I fucking everyone's got feelings. Obviously, I don't want to disrespect the culture, but, you know, coloring on a fucking, you know, rolling papers. But when it's from a friend and it's done right and it's done well and you have the opportunity to change it, you know what I mean? Then there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. You know what I mean? Like, and
0: I, that's the only thing I regret is that like the like statement I made was very like, you know, I I, I think I phrased everything well, but it came off very like cold, and I wish I would made it clear right. that like it wasn't just like some like random like social justice person threatening to cancel me or something. This was like right. an old like came at me with like genuine concerns. Right. Someone who like and there's nothing wrong with that.
1: I mean, <laughs> right? You know, because a lot of your images are based in like you know, it seems like I said, you know, I said Maoist earlier, but I just, because it's that crazy, like, Rambo military fucking, right. like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's what it, you know, it does skirt on the lines of Asian culture, you know, whether it's fucking Japanese or Chinese or whatever, you know? So, right. not, you have to navigate that as best you can, you know? Right, I think that the, you know,
0: I think the line for him particularly came from the actual lettering, because, like, listen, you, you know, no one's arguing that you shouldn't be influenced by different cultures and shit right. like that. But it's like to particularly like take an element where you're—it's like part of the traditional yeah. culture. You know, this is like something yeah. even very articulate. You know, but it's like mm-hmm. a feeling you have, like. Where yeah. like is this someone that's clearly influenced by Asian culture, or is this like fake Asian culture? Right. You know, right. Right,
1: right. and, and there co- are those mistakes. You know what I mean? Like you see like, versions of that all the time, you know what I mean? Like, even when, like, you saw Nancy Pelosi and all those chicks in the African garb, and you're like, you know they were trying to do something right, and it's like, you picked the wrong colors! (laughs) Right.
0: And I think, most importantly, you know, there's no weakness in, like, being able to, like, step if when you're wrong or being able to change or having your mind changed or
2: whatever. Like, yeah.
1: And God forbid you fucking change your mind, you know what I mean? Like, well, don't learn anything around here, you know? Yeah, or
2: What? thing I've been, like, uh, it's okay to go to bed thinking differently than the way you woke up. Right. If you learned something, you know what I mean? It's okay to learn. Like, right. the whole point is to fucking keep
1: learning. You well, know what, what I mean? that's what scares me the about the PC inside, side, is you know, the PC side is, like, they don't want you to learn. They just want you to be done. You know what I mean? I mean but also, know, the other side's like, gross, too. So, you know, it's like.
0: I mean, you know, I mean there, there limits of exactly what they, you know, believe and all that. But I think, you know, particularly as, like, a white dude, it's, like, there's a lot of stuff that's, like, ingrained in you that you're going to be defensive oh yeah. of. And it's, just listen. Even if you don't agree mm-hmm. or, like, decide, like, agree with it, like, there's nothing wrong in just, like, shutting up and listening and like you know honestly like the more you can like let go of your ego like the happier you're gonna be and like if, dude. And if, there, if someone came out with me with a concern about my art that I didn't that I like reflected on and didn't agree with then I would change it and I would defend it but if I can like reflect on it and understand their position yeah. and it's like no skin off me to just like change this thing then like
2: nobody's hurt you know yeah this right. was this was never my intention, but I can understand what they're saying. Right. For that, for that I'm going to move that. on. It's like, it, it's,
0: the, even the people that are uncomfortable with it, with it, no one had anything bad to say. The only people that had anything bad to say were the, like, trolls
1: that thought I was, like... They're going to always people. have something to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But I'm not interested in, in selling my artwork to those people anyway.
2: It's, yeah. crazy. it's crazy that we live in a time where you have to... Defend, uh, explain empathy.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. You know What I mean? It's like yeah, it's yeah. like, hey, look, like yeah. look, like, like like you know, I didn't see it like that, but someone brought it to my attention, and holy shit, I see it like that now, yeah. and yeah, and you know, guess what? Guess what? I'm gonna change. I'm gonna yeah. change. I'm sorry, people are like, you fucking pussy, you fucking pussy, and you're like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I'm hurting someone. Like, yeah, uh, God, yeah I mean, with punk,
0: there's this like you know, ingrained, you know, aspect of, like, shock and awe and, like, offending or whatever, but, like, yeah. you know, that changes, like, mm-hmm. what that means and who does that mean to and, like, mm-hmm. just being, like, offensive for offensive sake or being used as an excuse to, like, be a dickhead to whoever you want, like, that's not really, like, that punk. That's just kind of being the average American asshole. It's
2: being a fucking yeah, asshole.
1: It's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a slippery road, you know what I mean? It's just so funny because it's, like, you think about sex pistols wearing swastikas and this and that and fucking. Obviously, it could never happen. Well, I mean, I guess it could happen, but you know that it's like the lo- The bar for being offended has gotten so low. It's like. Well, I mean, but the thing what, is now, what, now what, what? What happened, dude? You know, well,
2: like, yeah, yeah, but see, the thing
1: pretty much. clear cut. You could punch Nazis. It's not a fucking problem. You know what I mean? That was like, always a, no problem. It actually but is now. A it's even like, whoa, man! What? You? <laughs> it's like, dude when did punching Nazis be a fucking problem, right. you know
0: what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, now you're gonna get this whole like, generation rift, you know, or like, you're having people come from like, like, even like, you know, I think you guys are a couple years older than me, like, mm-hmm. but I started going to shows in the late 90s, and I saw some like, pretty gnarly and sketchy shit where like, oh, yeah. you know, I'm happy things are the way they are now, you know, and yeah. like, the light years coming from that, let alone, I'm sure, the 80s, but I don't blame some like, young ass trans kid who's like, been fucked with their whole life and then they hear about punk and they're like this is supposed to be a safe space for the freaks and the alt and like people and then they come and then there's still some fucking jock dickhead like saying like some like
1: shit, you know? Calling them a fag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Aren't aren't these people
0: that found punk in the first place? Like Yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Like Well me me and me and my friends, a couple of us we say, you know, we've been punk since we've been punk since punk was hey faggot
0: you know <laughs> yeah exactly. we, uh, yep, yep, that's us uh-huh. getting you know just like what getting you know call that constantly you know yeah, yeah. i, I mean, think we were
1: probably the last generation that like it was actually still kind of like whoa look at those guys you know what i mean yeah. or whatever like it could it was it was still kind of counterculture i think probably your generation it was probably the last fucking ones where it wasn't a hot topic deal and now it's a part of being 13 you know what I mean? Now it's fucking it's built into the DNA of, you know, you're just you're a punk rocker from the time you're twelve to you know, right. sixteen or whatever, you know. Um, whether you carry it on for life or not is a different animal, you know, I like,
0: mean, I think wild. that the nice thing about like our kind of generation is that kind of we've been able to like grow and age with it better, you know, where you can have that this balance sense. like I can still live this culture and like be involved in all that, but also a either not be just like a totally regressed like man child yeah. or you know just totally drop out and become a normie
1: yeah, yeah and i think honestly you know something our generation has done pretty well is like the gatekeepers are gone you know what i mean like we that and, and obviously there it does happen you know what i mean in certain scenes certain things but a lot of the gatekeepers are fucking gone dude the doors are wide open you know what i mean and that's what i loved i love seeing kids like pushing the boundaries and pushing the limits and you know uh, like my, our bands, like, we would always find a young band to play, you know what I mean, yeah. and, and and try to get them on a show, you know, because they're fucking, their night playing at, you know, a 200-person capacity fucking club when they've been playing in backyards for, you know, their whole entire career is, like, you just made their fucking night, and not only that, you made them, you realize that it's okay, you can fucking do it, and you can actually pass the torch to the next generation, and it's, Hey, guess what? It's not going to hurt your pocket. You know what I mean? Like,
0: right. And it's you know, like a lot of that
1: gatekeeper fucking mentality is gone now, which I like, you know? Yeah. And that's like, you know, do you want to become just some like dated
0: band that, like, you know, was of the era you played in? Or do you want to have, be like a classic band that people like remember and like, you know, romanticize? And guess what? It's like the bands you see when you're young and first start going to shows that are the ones that like stick with you, you know?
1: Well, and it's like punk was, for me, you know, I grew up a metalhead, you know what I mean? And metalheads are dickheads, dude. I mean, they're just yeah. dicks, you know what I mean? And, and that's fine, They great music. But what drew me to punk was like, you can actually, first of all, lyric content and all that, you know, I, I got tired of hearing about, you know, uh, women being ripped apart, you know what I mean? And <laughs> shit <laughs> like that. You know, Cannibal Corpse is great, but fuck, how many times can you butcher a child? You know what I mean? Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then um, but uh, what drew me to punk was the fact that, you know, you know, you could go to your biggest, the most favorite band on earth, and if you catch them in the parking lot, dude, like, you can talk and you can fucking yeah. hang out and you can converse with these people. And it's like, you know, meeting your heroes is usually a bad idea, but like for back then, I don't, you know, I don't know how it works now, but, you know, um, I always wanted to continue that tradition. I didn't want to fucking blow someone off, or you know, what I mean, whereas I, when I was a kid, I'd go to metal shows. It's like, good luck trying to fucking talk to some, twenty-seven-year-old yeah. fucking long hair who's. Wasted out of his mind You know what I mean That Yeah gonna Fuck about you kid You know what I mean Like Not to say all metal's like that But I, That was what yeah. drew me into punk It's like The fact that You could meet your heroes And you could fucking talk to them And you could You know And they didn't Treat you like a piece of shit You know what I mean
0: And like I mean politically Punk is more relevant You know Than it ever has been And like oh, There's yeah. a way You know The scenes that we're all Like connected with Could find a way to like Adapt and like Embrace like other scenes and like there could you know musically it could be like a whole new you know crazy renaissance of like all sorts of crazy crossover shit you know well, but
2: especially now with like the accessibility to kids being able to make music in their bedroom oh yeah yeah you know what i mean like you don't need before it was like you need a practice room or you need a place where your you and your three friends can get together now you can fucking email music back and forth I mean, that's how we make our music, you
0: know? It's yeah. all done in my bedroom, like, wow. and, and we go to the practice space when so we need to, like, learn a song or, like, practice yeah. for a gig. but uh, as far as writing goes, it's all done in yeah. the home studio. Yeah.
1: That's the future. That's the future, that is, man. man. It's what it is. Um, my daughter I'm, is I'm making gonna... beats right now on her fucking phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going yeah. to have to bail soon. I have yeah. a... Oh, no worries, a, man. Well, let's wrap it up. Where uh, can you give us an uh, idea? Where, where can we find you? Give yeah, us tell us. Stuff.
2: Plug anything you want.
1: Plug it, plug whatever you
2: want. All right, we
0: can follow Death Traders on Instagram and uh, check out my work at DeathTraders.com. You can check out Lotion at Lotion Multinational com and uh, ToxicStateRecords.com. Beautiful, Sweet. man.
2: Sweet. Here, look at it. Let me show you that I wasn't lying. I am wearing. I know.
1: Hey. <laughs> Look at my shorts came in today. Hell yeah. Cheers. There we the go. Look at Thank trader. So this much for having is- me. So I don't know what is.
2: There we go. <laughs> yeah. But uh, cool, man. Well, it was good. It was good meeting you. Good talking with you, bro. Um, Pleasure. Big your shit. Thank you for existing and fucking making shit cool. Making punk shit cool. Hell okay. yeah. Have a good Hell yeah, man. Smoke shit. it up. Smoke it up.